Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough Podcast. It's the weekly gaming news show full of spicy takes and juicy gossip. And my, oh my, have we... The, the time has arrived. One of the best RPGs of the year has arrived, question mark. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, gaming editor Nathan Starlord himself is praying over there. But um, yeah, so we're we're going to be getting deep into our discussion of all things Starfield, so look forward to that. But in addition to that, Nintendo have been tearing up all the news headlines, specifically about Zelda's lack of DLC, potentially. And obviously, uh, less than a week ago, we had our full deep dive direct into Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which we'll be getting all of our thoughts on. But before that, let's roll those titles. <laughs> Are you prepared to go public with your KD online or? No. Everyone thinks he or she is the best football expert on the planet. You see it in the back page of the mirror, you know, your deal agreed. I think the most important thing is just to have fun. What? Three tests? No, what button is it? Well, I love. We're ready to come for the W, yeah? Ooh, 12. Ooh, here we go. If you can master second man press, you will defend 10 times better. Today, I'm going to be reviewing the PSVR 2 headset. Oh, 12, 12. Oh, you know, when you hear that sound, what time it's for, it's for the walkthrough. So I am gaming content creator, Aaron Potter. I'll be your host for today's show. Uh, and also, it's my pleasure to say joining me, we've got gaming editor, Nathan Bliss. How are you doing today, Nathan? Thank you very much for joining us on Earth today. Yes, uh, no, it's pleasure to have touched down on uh, on home soil, um, even though you can visit Earth in, in Starfield, spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for having me on. I think it's uh, it's been a month since i was on the walkthrough i think it's been three that long weeks. yeah it's been a it's month. been quite a wow. while so i'm um i'm delighted to be back obviously i've been watching the walkthrough uh while i've been off as well um and you guys did a great job very entertaining um and but i'm just looking forward to getting back in the conversation because uh I'm, i'll put some things down on the chat but i'm, I'm excited to get back into it yeah, for sure. And obviously you've had a busy day streaming Starfield for us as well. So um yes, you, you know just over I'm, five hours. Five hours this man has been, you know, trying to work out how to best field those stars. But also, <laughs> I'm proud to say joining me is a mirror gaming walkthrough veteran because it's been two weeks since I was last on the pod. Grand control to Major Scott, Scott McCrae, freelance gaming news writer. How are you doing this week, sir? All right, I'm a bit, a bit nervous. Last time I shared my opinion about a Bethesda game on this podcast, <laughs> I think someone said I should be institutionalized. So we'll see how this week goes. Wow. Having those, played a little bit of Starfield. 
those Bethesda fans, they are rabid. They are rabid, man. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I won't take it to heart too much. But, yeah, thank you very much both for joining me this evening. Um, let's get straight into it, guys. And, by the way, I should mention that we are streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, potentially TikTok as well. But if you've got a comment, be sure to leave it in the YouTube comments. And we've got, you know, all the time in the world to respond. Well, not all the time in the world. All the time in the galaxy to respond to them and uh, just be part of the conversation. It makes the show uh, that much more fun for us as well. So anyway, Starfield is finally out, I think, for everyone. No more early access, yeah. no more pre-order exclusive digital premium edition, anything like that. So uh, let's dive, dive into it. Following weeks, months, and even years of hype, Bethesda's wildly anticipated and ambitious space RPG Starfield has released on both Xbox Series X and PC. It received middling to good reviews upon the embargo lift last week, with many praising the way it advances the RPG formula fans of Fallout and Skyrim are familiar with, while some critique has been leveled towards its number of load screens and over-reliance on fast travel. Gaming editor Nathan Bliss has been covering it extensively for the Mirror Gaming uh, YouTube channel and website as well, dubbing it a game of endless possibility. I've got plenty more written down that I could dive into, but the man himself's here. Adam L., thanks for joining us. Jasmine, we've got you joining us as well. Thank you very much. Adam L. says, Scott, you're my favourite Scottish member of the Mirror Gaming team. So there you go, Scott. What more can you say? <laughs> so yeah, Starfield's out. All three of us on the podcast have been playing it. I'm about two or three hours in. I think Scott's a little bit more than that. I'm sure we'll get into it later. No, I'm and probably about the same. About the same? Oh, okay. But I you're playing it yesterday. I was watching Ninja Turtles. <laughs> but you're li you're liquid with the the Starfield credits as as we disfiring out yesterday. So, um, Nathan, what, what do you think of Starfield? You are the designated mirror gaming reviewer. <laughs> yeah. Lay it on us. So for 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 those who um, who are regulars on the Mirror Gaming channel and also read our stuff, you'll know that I've done a, a first impressions piece uh, for the embargo list because I could only only spend around twenty to thirty hours with it at that point when the review embargo dropped, and I felt like I could only I could only really do a first impressions piece because the game was just so big, and I felt that I, I hadn't seen like uh, people say, oh, I haven't seen everything, so I can't review it. I didn't see anything rather than like everything it was like i just felt like i need to play it more and even having like the extra few weeks the stuff i'm still finding out that you can do and i'm like oh i didn't know you could do that and yeah there's just there's just all these little bits of uh bits of stuff um overall it's it's a huge game like the the scale of it is is just ridiculous some of the there's been some magical moments that i was sort of when I was in the months and years up to launch, I had it in my head around around Starfield, and obviously I've bigged the game up as well on the podcast a lot. Talked to you guys a lot about it, and it was in my head. It was about having those magical moments in space, those exploration, those discovery moments, rather than the main quest. The side quests are the most important for me, and that's what makes these games so special for me. Because the main quest is all well and good, but the side quest is where the real magic is. Real magic is with these games, and so far with my time, I've. Uh, infiltrated a floating casino in the air and uh, looted the jackpot from some pirates. Uh, I've joined the uh, Crimson Fleet uh, pirate uh, faction um, and looted a cruise ship, um, attempted to make the Millennium Falcon, as Adam L says in the chat as well. Um, I've ate a chicken tikka masala on uh, a grandma ship. Um, a grandma just called me Ooh. and I just... You gave me a chicken tikka masala, and and that is a very Nathan Bliss thing to do. It is, it is absolutely. I've I've uh, gone through sort of a, a Batman style quest where there's like a legendary character that I'm not going to spoil here, but 
you end up finding their ship and their armor at the end because you have to follow like all these clues and then there's like little puzzles. There's just so much around Is this it game. It's not Goku, confirmed. Uh, and as much as Adamel wants me to push them on and have an airlock, uh, I haven't been able to do that yet, so I can't confirm that. But just just overall, I think I do stand by my uh, quote of it's going to be a game of endless. It's in a, a game of endless possibility because it is that. And I know a lot of people have seen or have realized that there are certain boundaries to the game. So, for example, you can only work, walk a, a, to a certain point on a planet and if you fly a certain direction, I know we'll get into um, uh, if you fly a certain direction of the planet, you can travel to planets if you take seven hours, but it doesn't necessarily work out. Um, but overall for me, I feel like it hasn't exceeded my expectations, but it certainly met them. I'm certainly very happy with it. And I, I can't stop thinking about it when I'm not playing it. And when I am playing it, I don't want to stop playing it. And for me, that just, uh, that just kind of confirms to me that um, they've hit the mark with Starfield. It's not a perfect game, as I'm sure we'll go into in a bit. But for me, some of the stuff I've discovered and some of the stuff I'm yet to discover that I know is coming, uh, for me, it's just, yeah, it's just a, a ridiculous game. I, 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 I just use that phrase. It's just a ridiculous game. Some of the stuff that I've, I've experienced, um, yeah, ridiculous. Oh, well, thanks for telling us uh, some of your deeper thoughts there, uh, Nathan, because obviously, you, like you said, you put up your early reviews. You said it was an ambitious yep. game. Uh, the world, the galaxy is your oyster. Look forward yep. to Nathan's full thoughts. You get, you're getting them exclusively here on the podcast before they you go are, anywhere absolutely. else, guys. So absolutely. The, the hottest of takes. Uh, before we find out uh, Scott's uh, initial impressions of Starfield, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's commenting in the chat. We've got Adam L who says Nathan's attempt at making the Millennium Falcon was not optimal but what what is in life ambitious come on uh jasmine says no way nathan has found a way to scran a curry in space believe it or not all things may or may not be possible in this game and you just did it <laughs> uh jd incinerator contrary to uh, usual form is not bringing up twisted metal for the ps3 says even though it's starfield i think it, i think about somebody playing crawl out through the fallout at a wedding is that a, that must be a, a track of a song there's a Bethesda collection there with the Fallout reference, but hey, you keep on living yeah. your best life, JD. Yeah, uh, Scott, so you think you've played about two or three hours, uh, similar to me. I think it's fair to say of those of us on the podcast, Nathan was the most uh, eager and excited to dive, uh, to dive into the game. Me and you, a bit more sceptical. What's your impressions of the game so far? So I think I elaborated on this a bit last week. I've never really loved any of these Bethesda RPGs that much. Like, I've played all of them. I've played all of them a decent amount. Uh, I think Skyrim's probably my least favourite, and New Vegas was probably my favourite in the bunch. Skyrim's um, your least favourite? Don't, because wow. I'm going to get, get insulted again. Okay, okay, right, I'll leave it there. <laughs> They're going to come free. I don't like the combat, which is a good segue to say this is the best the combat has ever been in any one of these good job Bethesda. I mean, yeah. I think there was word of Ed Software maybe helping on this. Mm. Um, who, you know, Doom and all that. So it makes sense that the combat is quite good, um, but it actually feels decent to shoot things and to attack things with a weapon, which you know, that's the main thing I needed. I know it seems like such a small thing in the grand scheme that if your combat's not like amazing, then uh, it's, that was my thing with Skyrim. I feel like every time you swung a sword at someone, there was no impact to it. 
So I ended up playing like a bow and arrow stealth build, which apparently was optimal in that game. Um, you say that already... combat. You say that Sorry. just before you go too deeper, like because I agree with you. Like combat does tend to be lacking in a lot of Bethesda games, which is strange. And I think it's not a bad criticism to have, hence why I think they've looked at it a bit closer for Starfield. Because, okay, for as much exploration and dialogue options as there are, the primary action in these RPGs is still kill. So it's important to get it right. And while I agree with you a little bit that the shooting has improved, it's nowhere as silky smooth as Doom or even Wolfenstein, I would say. As much as I'd love to see glory kills in the Starfield universe. But yeah, big improvement. I concur with Um, Scott's take there. It looks very good. Like I'm playing on like medium settings, I think, and I'm at 60 FPS. I could go ultra. I think I was running about 40 odd FPS when I was at ultra, but not you're the only one requires like a proper frame rate. But sorry, that is a good point, actually. You're the only one of the three of us playing on PC, so that's yeah. So, I mean, it looks very nice. Like, I'm very impressed with all the like little. Kind of like you go into your inventory and every item has like a like a model that it looks very good. The faces can be a bit dodgy, but compared to past Bethesda titles, you know, it's good. There's still a lot of like people sitting at the side and just going like when they talk to you, you know, very weird animation wise of it. And I have seen someone like clip into a chair and like stand up straight on it. So, you know, it still is a Bethesda game at its heart. Uh, I had a curry and then I started playing it. Um, in real life or in the game, did you have a curry? Yeah, I had an ACV chicken katsu from Iceland, a my protein brand one, quite nice. Can I, just as well, can I just say as well that there are naan breads in the game Ooh. as well? Oh, yeah, they look really nice. Yeah, they, I would, I yeah. would stand one of those. Are chicken boonas um, in the game? That's what I need to know. Some pilau rice up in here. Yet, Go on. yet to fall. I've only found a masala, <laughs> but sorry. So I've, I'm not really delved into the adventure yet like i got to the constellation hq and then i did a couple side missions on new atlantis so i've not actually left new atlantis yet so i haven't got like the biggest grasp on what the game is yet but the first thing that sticks out to me and i've, I've got the positive out of the way but i need to i need to bring it up what is with the menus like going into your pause menu and then it's like four different sections and there's like it's it doesn't feel anywhere near as intuitive as the pet boy which was already a bit of a mess you know like mm. you know at least in the pet boy you would have like okay here's your inventory aid misc items and then you could press like a button at the bottom for your map you could press a button in the bottom for your radio you know it felt yeah like so i just i don't really like how menu heavy as compared to fallout which is another one i don't like the skill system and the slightest i think it's an absolute step down you know in fallout you would put points in each of your skills whereas this is like okay now you have every time you level up you get one skill but it's like a, it's like an assassin's creed's origins or like a kind of you know a normal skill tree and for an rpg like this that has stuff like uh persuasion checks and stealth checks and all that it doesn't feel like an optimal way to do it and again this is like if i'm complaining about the menus at least it's not you know so far at least it's not complaints about the actual full game but that's been my like biggest issue so far especially that you can't like pickpocket until you unlock it as a skill or you can't craft a muzzle like i picked uh, i believe it's called the ronin is my background 
in his three skills were stealth kills, melee attacks, and something else. I think persuasion, maybe. But you can't craft a muzzle until I put, if you go back to the science tab there, I think I need to put, what, like eight points before I can unlock research methods two? Weapon uh, engineering, they, that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So I need to spend however many points. It's, I don't know. Like, that's why I liked so much in Fallout, how I could make someone who's like dumb as rocks, but a good talker <laughs> and buff as anything and could like punch things in one hat. You know, just, whereas just this is very patient, Scott. Good things come to those who wait. Yeah, you've only like, played it for a few hours. Like. I know. Feels, it just feels like a bit of a weird step back in terms of how skill is doled out in these games. And I get it, it's a different, it's not Fallout, it's a different game, you know. But yeah. I don't know, I kinda miss like the special system. And yeah. obviously, again, it's not meant to be the same game, you know. Obviously, they've got to change things up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. I feel like this kind of classic skill tree thing doesn't fit it as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Scott. The one thing I would say is that the reason I think they've done this is, and this is someone who's, what, level 26 now and around 30, 30, 40 hours into the game. I've made my whole character around like being a pilot. So I've like almost like my most completed skill tree is the tech one. I've maxed out the pilot in one so I can pilot any ship, for example, I think the reason why they've done it like that is so that characters aren't all rounders. You you do have to pick and choose specific ones that you want. And I think if you did focus on, for example, a bit of the social and a bit of the science, you could make the character that you wanted. It's just you'd have to put the time in and really focus on those skills. But I, I completely understand. I don't like this system either because I, I realized I only realized five hours into the game that every skill had skills within it different mm. ranks within the skill. challenges yeah that you need to complete which so i think is an interesting choice sorry yeah so for these ones uh rank two you have to destroy 10 ships so i was like okay cool rank three 30 ships i was like 30 ships that's gonna take me ages to do and then there is a way to do it a bit quicker uh because yeah, I won't spoil it. Uh, but there is a there is a way to do it quicker. But yeah, I I don't necessarily like it. But I just want to put a reasoning for why I think they've done it. I think it's I to feel... make to make your character more specialized. I, I could be wrong here. I think the persuasion one is like successfully perform like thirty skill checks to get the level three. Or uh... How many is it? Uh, actually, let me up. let me unlock let me unlock rank two live. Let's go. Live, we're unlocking it. Five. Yeah, oh. uh, top five challenges but to get like, to rank three. If you mess one up, 
you don't get a chance to go back and do that. So, yeah. so, so there's yeah. a limited number of skill checks in yeah. the game, is what you're saying. So it is possible um, to not be able to rank it up fully. And yeah, like stuff like lock picking, which has been like a standard move part of your kit, and yeah. every single one of these games being locked funny, behind yeah. one of these feels a bit. I don't know. Like it feels like a bit of a step down. But I mean, again, like like I said, if I'm moaning about the skills and the menus, at least it's not yeah. the actual game, you know. Um, but I mean, there's room. Aaron, yeah. Aaron seemed to be into the the discussion about the fast traveling and the maps and all that. Right. So I'll let you can, get onto that. Can I? So overall, as we were saying just before the pod, before I dive into my impressions, I do want to everyone's chiming in on the chat and, and thank you very much for commenting. Maheen, good to see you, buddy. Says another Prime Scott take here at Mirror Gaming. I think that was towards your. Uh, Skyrim comment. Uh, Adam L <laughs> saying, can we have a food article review of Starfield? Believe it or not, that is a possibility. We saw that, you know, Zelda, which we may talk about later, was big on food. Starfield seems like it's much the same. And then Adam L follows up by saying, I like the idea of that skill system. And uh, I, I, I agree, like, with the skill thing, like, it is what it is. Like, I play RPGs, but it's not a case. I don't feel like I'm being limited, and I like the idea of there being... The challenge system specifically, I think, is a good way. Rather than pouring in more skill points to upgrade um, better versions of the same skill, I think a challenge system that encourages you to use that skill in different ways is the correct way about, uh, about going about it, personally. But then... So overall, as we were talking before, I think this is a, it's a Bethesda game. That, and that's what it is. It's a Bethesda game in space with yeah. some extra trimmings along. And that's for reasons both good and for reasons bad. I don't think the FPS combat is as slick as Scott is making it sound. At least that hasn't opened up for me yet. I can't quite tell whether or not it's... But look at the food on that. I mean, is that the... I, I would like to, <laughs> yeah. I would like to clarify when I'm saying that obviously you can feel the influence of something like Doom or that. Yeah. I'm not saying it feels anywhere near as good as Doom. I'm just saying, compared to the likes of Skyrim and Fallout, it feels miles ahead. Well, the but thing can that I just address? Has... Sorry, I just want to quickly address Adam L. There are no peas in the teacup. That is uh, yes. the pea. The peas in the are in the rice, which is yeah. which is fine, right? That that's acceptable. <laughs> I believe that's coriander on the chicken teacup. Uh, um, not spring jasmine. onion, as Jasmine suggests. No, I yeah. can confirm it's coriander, which, which is which is I have that on my curry. So uh, get that, get fine. man bread up. Do you have naan bread? Something about. Uh, I think Nan- I do actually. I don't know what naan bread is, but I know what naan it's called, bread is. It's called something else. It's called like red forest something. Red trench. Red... Oh, since oh, you know what? I might have put it in my. I might have put it in my ship. Hold on one second, guys. Have a look. Looks, well, you're... It's a nice looking naan bread. It is very. Uh, similar. Laura Esther in the chat says I would eat that. Jasmine just says peas, all caps. Oh. Um. Oh no, I can't find. I mean, it, the spuds so... look pretty good. Get a spud up. Get uh, a half-eaten sandwich up. There you go. There's a spud. Ah, that's a good-looking spud. And apparently the physics, when 20,000 of them roll out of a cupboard, is pretty uh, yeah, pretty decent-looking as well. Anyway, I can't... Yeah, it's the combat... Like, Fallout has VAT, the VAT system, right? Starfield doesn't. So they've kind of been forced yeah. into a corner where they've got to get the combat looking good. But I can't... Or feeling good. I can't decide whether or not it's better in first or third person yet. But now, after learning today that there's a lean function, the game doesn't tell you how to use it, or that is even there. And that is another problem I've got with this game. It's just for all the systems, Bethesda seems to have taken the approach of, we're going to give you so many options in terms of how you want to approach this game, but we're going to let you try and discover them for yourself, almost in that Zelda way, where it's like, here's a world, go make your impact within it. 
But the loaded screens are an issue for me a little bit, like climbing up ladders, black screen, yep, and then like fade up. Although they're not as egregious as I was led to believe, they're pretty quick on a on a Series X. I'm assuming they're the same. On they do get longer PC. as you get into the game, and that's right. because of the. So this is the potato issue is that if you leave items, the game <laughs> tracks where you leave items. So the more yeah. items you leave and the more things you interact with, the game has to have, like, it must be something to do with the cash of the game yeah, and how memory. much cash it's stored. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it does get longer, but they're, they're fine. Like, they're fine. Yeah. They're fine. And then the other, right. So, Scott, I don't think you would have experienced this yet because when you get to New Atlantis... You did the side missions, right? I carried on with the main quest, so it's pretty cool that we've got uh, both opinions, I think. Um, the first main quest is to find down, is to track down uh, a member of the Vanguard, Nathan. Is that correct? Uh, member of the Constellation, you mean? Well, you join up with Sarah, who's one of the first companions yes. at the Constellation, yep. and then she's like, yep. I've heard pray tell that this bloke's got another piece of the artifact, which um, is oh, a very convenient yeah. Yeah, main yeah, mission, yeah, yeah. Uh, MacGuffin, yeah, this yeah, artifact. yeah. 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 And I kid you not, I think I completed this mission within about 30 minutes, which was to track down this guy. And you get to do some cool things within it. But yeah. within that time, I must have fast traveled to four or five different planets. And three of those times it was, you're at the planet, talk to this guy, right, bugger off to the next planet, yeah. go and talk to someone else, and then bugger off to the next planet. All the while this is happening, I'm not getting a sense of the world because all I'm doing is opening up my star map, finding the, the mission objective, hitting track route, and then letting the, the the game do the work for me, and then like you know getting myself there with a bit of bits of flight in between. So I, I just feel like better, go on. the better the you will be, Scott. Go to, to do it like this, where it's like you're getting scanned for cargo, and you're like flying towards this massive planet, and then you just have to hold X to travel to the planet. Like, what's the point of the flight at that point, other than to have some like shooty fights in the sky? Like, you know, you can just fast travel everywhere. Also, very quickly, that guy at Constellation, the old guy, who's immediately yeah. annoying and annoys you, <laughs> I shot him in the head, and he just kind of went, okay, and fell on his knees. And no one oh, did it. Yeah. In New Vegas, you could walk into the first tavern, <laughs> shoot someone, whole cities against you. But in this, you can't shoot the annoying old guy in Constellation. Well, I tried doing that to Barrett when he landed on, on that first mining planet, and obviously that wouldn't work. But you could damage the robot. He kind of reacted. Um, again, this isn't Baldur's Gate 3 where entire companions can be like killed and then left out of their storylines. But uh, so, yeah, I just that the main point was it, it feels a bit disconnected. And I wish that Bethesda were a bit more open about that, if that makes sense. And not setting these expectations because the yeah. No Man's Sky comparisons were almost instant out the gate. Yeah. And at least in that perspective, it's not as as deep. I agree. I think they could have made it. They, they could have done it. I don't know how they would have done it, but I wish, I just wish that there was another, uh, they did it with a, in a way that, with a sense that you're traveling a distance. Yeah. Um, and you are actually traveling to places. Um, and the, the, also the, the other thing that's strange as well is that, um, when you go from planet to planet or you go from galaxy to galaxy or star system to star system, there's like a fuel meter that comes up. And like you, I always think, there's no point to that because that's you don't have to get fuel. That's just given to you. You don't have to ever worry about that. That's just to show the distance. That's another way of showing the distance. I, I do feel like 
it would have been better to to have some sort of system where you do feel like the traveling you you get a sense of how much you're traveling because it's so quick the 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 loading screens are so quick that it does feel a bit a bit strange especially at the start for me and i said in my first impressions like when i first got to new atlantis um you get out it's a loading screen you're like i want to go back to my my plane now go back into the into the into the plane into the ship <laughs> loading screen go into, into the Air cockpit. Force One. Yeah. yeah you go into the you go into the uh the uh the ship go to the cockpit go to the computer Sorry, go into the ship go into the ship that's a loading screen then you go to the computer that's that's not a loading screen that's it's like an animation a, yeah it's an animation like a cutscene, a mini cutscene. then you choose where you want to go then there's a cutscene that shows you lifting off and going then you're in then Space. you're in orbit. Then you go back to the way you choose Star where map. you want to go. Then there's another cutscene to show you grav driving somewhere. Then you go to the orbit, and then you have to open the planet map to choose where you want to land on the planet. And then there's another cutscene, and then there's a cutscene. There's yeah. a cutscene and a loading screen when you have to get out of the ship. So there's just so, like there's so much immersion breaking opportunity. I agree there. that that is a very involved process and unnecessary but i don't know if scott can back me up on this correct me if i'm wrong but when you enter the scan uh view on yeah. a planet yeah you can eight for one you can just teleport straight to your ship right you can like find yes, where it is yes. and then like teleport there but i swear i was on mars and i needed to get to venus and that was when i did that thing again where i went to the mission objective and it said yeah. set course fast travel and i could just fast travel from yeah. the ship but yeah the point i'm making is both options aren't ideal because yeah, one yeah. is too involved the other yeah. is completely immersion breaking and focuses on fast travel. There needed to be this middle ground, especially considering that planets aren't anywhere near the size of No Man's Sky and they have got their boundaries. And I've heard some arguments about hitting a, hitting a wall on a planet is very immersion breaking. Why didn't they just do the wraparound? Like it might not have been true, but you go east and then you reach, you know, reach the west part of the city. Um, yeah. And in my mind, when I was playing it, again, I've only done two or three hours. And with that mission example I gave, where you're going five different locations, it might yep. be a case that it's really early on and they want to show you a lot of what where you can go. And I'm sure that's what it is. But for one mission to take me to all those places and for me to be like, eh, I don't know if I'm ever going to go there again. Like I don't really have a sense of yep. what's happening at that place or the people that live there. I'm going to get probably a lot of crap for saying this, but like I think a game that did it better was Borderlands 3. Like You go to a planet... There's loads of missions to complete on that planet and you're constantly traveling in a vehicle with wheels to different locations on that planet. Borderlands 3 has like seven planets. I don't know, between five and seven. And I almost wish that Bethesda focused on like 10 planets, made them really in depth rather than doing this wide as an ocean, shallow as a puddle with Mm. some good stuff in between. That's just where I'm coming at it from. My opinion might change the more I play. Um, Speaking of games with bad writing like Borderlands 3, some of the cracks at the start of this game, man. The the dialogue from those first two in the mine was like Marvel movie <laughs> stuff. Like, oh, anyway, my what I was going to say, this is an even weirder comparison than Borderlands 3. Kingdom Hearts is what I'm thinking oh. of when I'm thinking <laughs> about traveling between planets. Which would work better for this because then you would so basically in Kingdom Hearts you would pick your like you're at Winnie the Pooh world we want to go to Pinocchio world and then you get like a bit where you build your ship and you go through like a shooting gallery kind of level where you're flying through space and you're fighting enemies and then you get to your planet and then you warp onto it just do that just make it like that rather than like but you know, but 
But Scott, this has to be seen as an open world game when it's not an open world game. Do you know what I mean? They've talked about it as if it is. And it's just a Bethesda game. And even in something like Elder Scrolls, you're traveling between point to point to point. You gain a sense of the place. And I struggle Mm. to see how that's going to be Obviously, Nathan, in the, in the, on your stream earlier, you were talking about a city called Neon, which mm. uh, I've heard a lot of people are impressed, impressed by. But then, I don't know. It's it, With an open world game, it's usually the adventures you're, you're coming across in between. I'll, um, I don't I'll pose a question here. Is it even possible to make a good space open world game at this point? Because like, for the scope of something like this, People will it because not that this is a reasonable expectation to have, right? But I assume there are people out there who heard, oh, Bethesda are making a space game. It's their first big RPG since, like, what, Fallout 4, Skyrim. Every single planet is going to be as big as Skyrim or at least half of a Skyrim. But it's just not a reasonable expectation. It's just a town from Skyrim, basically, each planet. Yeah. But because there's not not that. 10% of each planet. Yeah, because there's not that like interconnected, like you fly from each planet, like something like No Man's Sky, which obviously, again, not a reasonable expectation because all of that is procedurally generated, which I believe some of Starfield is. I haven't really ran into that. Yeah, so, so, the way, so the way it works is that if you land on a planet in Starfield, like a random planet with nothing on it, uh, the game generates an area that you can explore. And that area is as big as the Fallout 4 map in its entirety that you can mm. explore. Um, that 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 bit is procedurally generated, but there are some handcrafted elements that are included in the game. So you saw, for example, on my stream earlier, I landed on um, Europa, which is one of um, Saturn's moons, and the game said it had nothing on there. It was like barren. It was like an ice planet, and you land on there, and there's certain like. There's a certain number of locations that are automatically generated on these planets. So there's there's a abandoned mine. There's a, a cave uh, that I've that, these are the ones that I found so far. Um, there's like a abandoned uh, mech factory, abandoned robot factory, uh, abandoned research facility. There's about ten to fifteen of these like uh, actual like places. And every time you go to an empty planet, you always find a version of those on the empty planet because it just gives you something to do. Um, so yeah, the, the the actual the world is procedurally generated, but there are there is handcrafted elements that are dotted in between. That's just the worlds that have nothing on them. For mm. the worlds that have something on them, like you know Mars, uh, Earth, uh, Jemison, the the main one, the what the one with the New Atlantis in. Um, Neon, Aquila. Uh, there's a couple more that I won't spoil as well, but yeah, there's there's loads that are that have been built from the ground up, if you like. It's yeah, it's, it seems like a like for a game that's promising the freedom and explore, level of exploration that that Starfield is. That seems like the only viable solution to do it. My argument would yeah. be, don't promise the galaxy in the first place. But hey, they did yeah. it, and who, there's not there's there's nothing to say they can't add to it. Uh, in the future, I guess, with like DLC planets or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But so to add, I've add... seen. So, sorry, just quickly, just on that point. So I, I, I've had like a few ups and downs with this game over the last couple of weeks. Like, yeah, comparing it to No Man's Sky, being disappointed because you couldn't like the loading screens and stuff, and I had sort of an epiphany where like 
I realized like I'm getting upset about not being able to explore a planet. Once you've explored, say, 30 empty planets and you've seen like five abandoned mines that are pretty much identical, you've seen five mech factories that are identical that have the same layout. Once you've do, done that, you don't want to explore anymore. Like, there's just there's no real point in exploring those empty places because you've pretty much seen. But isn't that, that a failure of the, of, on the developer's part? But the, the exploration is actually in space and through the side quests where you're led to certain places rather than you actually rather than you actually just picking a random so a star system and go to a random planet. If you engage with side quests and you do you don't fast travel. If you if you don't fast travel and you go to every basically if you go to the orbit outside the planet every time you've got a mission, you will find these special experiences and get side quests and then they lead you to planets that have something on them if that makes sense rather than you going out and and seeking the exploration yourself you're sort of led to different places is is how i've experienced the game so far yeah and that's i think that's going to be most people's experience because like you yeah. said they're just going to keep bumping up against uh, no, nothing there has to be some some authorship there yeah. i was yeah. just going to say to, to mention scott's point has there ever been like a good open world space rpg not open world, but I guess it's similar to Borderlands. The Mass Effect series mm. is a, is kind of taking this similar approach. Yeah, but like, that's, that's what I mean. Mass Effect, I feel like it's got more in common with like Ratchet and Clank, where there's like different planets yeah. you can do stuff on, but it's yeah. not like here, go explore the vastness of space, which is kind of, you know, where it kind of comes yeah. to. Like, is this feasible for anyone to do, far less Bethesda or. Well, if Bethesda can't do it after, I don't know, I want to say nine or ten years that this game's been in active development, then, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. And yeah. and this is I'd... coming from a guy who wants every game to be 15 to 20 hours. Sorry, Nathan, go on. Just to stick up <laughs> for Starfield again. Yeah. We are enjoying it. Sin... We're being yeah. All of us are enjoying it. Yeah. How... So, f- since Fallout 4, I- I'm taking this off a of Reddit thread because this just summarised what I think, but I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving um, Cromulent Kumquat the, nice, on Reddit. Nice. Because uh, the, uh, they've got a, a brilliant Reddit thread on here. So for years, since Fallout 4 and even Skyrim, Bethesda fans like me have been begging for less hand-holding, more RPG elements, more speech checks, more diverse quest design, deeper factions, and denser cities and settlements. It has delivered all of those. How how dense do we want the game to that, be? That's one guy's opinion, how, though. That like he's saying that, it's all Bethesda fans. My my point isn't like I want the game to be this. Like I want every planet to be Skyrim yeah. level. I I think that's a real like unrealistic yeah, expectation yeah. to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My point being is Bethesda have. I don't know if it's fair to say they've sold it as such, but in that way, they've sold it as this massive universe where in reality, it's like, okay, every planet is basically a town in Skyrim. You know? It's, it's less so about... They take, they've taken Skyrim and chopped it up and spread it out across load screens and fast travel points. That's how I see it. Yeah, like, it's not... It's bigger than that, though. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure of, course, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. But, but what I mean is, like, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm not far enough to comment on the quality of like the side quests and the factions and all that. It will be hard for them to beat New Vegas on that front, I think. But Obsidian um, fanboy, yeah. 
This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the best one. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's um, so good. Scott, can anyway, I go ahead. can I pause you? I just want to acknowledge that the chat. Uh, Adam L says, like I, I try to, I like to role play in my single player game, Jasmine. Like when I try to complete Skyrim as a pacifist. Who knows if anybody's going to do a pacifist run in Starfield? Is it possible? I guess technically you can talk your way out of a lot of situations. And then Maheen says, to me, Mass Effect is the standard when I think of space games. Yes, Maheen, Mass Effect Two. You know the one. And then JD Incinerator says, I'd rather games be eight hours because they're less likely to overstay their welcome. In a perfect world, JD, I'd be inclined to agree with you, but there's a huge market for games that are upwards of 60 hours and all that jazz. Yeah. I think that's where we're going to have to pause the star can I just mention the star? Can I just mention the star menu is what is my worst thing about the game. Go on then, Nathan. Take it home for just us. Just quickly. Just quickly. Go on. You're the so, star man. So th- this for me is... <laughs> This yeah. for me is 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 ridiculous. This is the star map. Okay. Yeah, what's the matter with it? Come on, it looks if pretty you good. Go, so so for example, <laughs> I, I go off exploring. La di da di da di da. Right. I go go over here. La di da di da di da di da. This is three D, by the way. Right. So you can like go on the top, underneath, all that jazz. Right. If I just select random randomly right better turn in. Right. Go into there. Let's just jump there for a second. Right. Let's let's experience the loading screen. Right. Let's experience the loading screen. So we're in this, right? So then we go into the menu, go back to there. If I landed on that planet, which is better Turnian 1, right? And mm. I explored that. And I love that planet. Imagine if I love that planet and I found something really cool and I wanted to return there again. Got Let no go way of finding it. Amongst the sea of stars, yeah. How do I, how do I find that again? You, t- it's you almost... tell me how I'm finding that again. Is there an in-game um, logbook? No, not worth where you visit. Only missions. Mm. If you have a mission on the planet, you can go through your completed missions and then like work it out from there. But if you just explore it on your own, there is unless you write down the galaxy that you visited and then wrote down the planet, and then you have to manually go through everyone and find where you've been. I will say I did think the like town maps that everyone. Oh, the town maps the even worse. I thought that was even a joke. What town maps? Okay, oh, have you right, not seen? Go, go, go to like. No, I'm, yeah, that yeah. is the joke. I have seen it. It's oh, just oh, got some of the blank okay, map. Yeah, that. yeah. Right. So th- this is Alpha. Ooh. This is the main. This is the main place, right? So you go onto here. Let's let's set a landing to. Let's just go. Oh, hang on a minute. Sorry, I'm, I'm doing this on my second monitor. So well, let me just land it. Starfield, yeah. let's play. Um... Live. We're, We're doing this live today. On the Mirror Gaming YouTube channel, so we're giving you more. Oh, 
the one of the default characters and the character creators looks like Mirror Gaming's very own Lewis. Only to oh. only to send. Oh really? Yeah, pop that in the in the slap, mate. I saw something. Yeah. I spent spent sixteen hours creating Todd Howard. That was funny. I I was disappointed the character creator. I thought mm. I couldn't make a very good old man. I love to make like an old haggard wizard whenever I um yeah. make a character. But yeah, look okay. At that. Where where do I where do I get where do I get guns from? Where do I get gear from? Where do I get ammo from? Like where are these side quests? Like how do I get there? Like what? Yeah, crazy stuff. So what is going on here? I'm gonna have to wrap up the Starfield chat you know because. What? We promised the people. Map. Go on, Scott. Do you know what game has a map? <laughs> Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah, The Legend of Zelda. Hey, um, nice, nice, nice. I don't know if we're going to be able to talk about this news uh, for a lot longer, because I think it'd be worth uh, diving into the Super Mario Brothers wonder stuff more. But, Nathan, obviously you were busy traveling uh, the stars for us, but the news broke today that in Tears of the Kingdom, well, if you were hoping for DLC, uh Unfortunately, uh, the producer, AJ Numa has confirmed that no such thing is happening. So obviously, Scott, I think you're the biggest Zelda fan, or I'm, I might have, uh, get, have that wrong, so I know, Nathan, you like Zelda as well, but Breath of the Wild, it had two DLC packs, didn't it? Was it Champion's Ballad? Champion's Ballad and Heroes... Trial of the Hero or something like that? I know that one gave you a pretty awesome bike that you could have rode around yeah, that was uh, the in Hyrule. The first, yeah. the first one was like a, it was like a big shrine that you had to go through in like one go, and it was like fifty floors, and you didn't have any of your gear. It was really good. And then the second one was like kind of a mission thing that you got a boss fight at the end of, uh, which cool. was bigger but not as good. I thought, but yeah and then the second dlc added the bike bike along with some bite-sized uh missions but crucially it also added that uh, a feature that was in tears of the kingdom from the start which is you could track where you've been on the map yeah. uh which i can't believe they left that out of the base game of breath of the wild to be honest and hit it behind a paywall but it's in tears of the kingdom now so yeah uh despite being the best-selling game in the series no dlc is planned for tears of the kingdom and that's according to its producer who confirmed as much to japanese video games magazine Famitsu in a recent interview he said quote at this time we are not planning to release additional content we feel like we have already fully explored and exhausted the gameplay possibilities in this world initially the reason we decided to develop a sequel was because we believed there was still value in experiencing new gameplay within that particular hyrule if in the future we find a compelling reason, we may revisit that world once again, whether it's another sequel or an entirely new title. I hope you'll look forward to it. I'm just going to come right and say it, end quote, by the way. I, for one, am happy. It's done. This version of Hyrule is done. This, yeah, I was going to say it's the same world. Even yeah. he talks about it as the same world. Uh, Maheen makes up a good point. He says, I think Switch 2 might be affecting this. I agree. Focus on Nintendo Switch 2. If it is going to have a yeah. boost in power, give us a new version of Hyrule. Let's get it done. Scott, do you agree? Can I can I like start this off by saying, do we believe him? I why want would, to believe why him. Would they, why would he announce DLC in like a random interview? Like there was no plans to do more Mario Kart 8 stuff. You know? Again, I I, I do believe him, but you know, I'm not I'd What say else is he gonna problem. say in yeah. the interview? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um well, I well, haven't can even I... finished the base game yet, so I as <laughs> well so, like, one minute. Th this is a game you can easily spend two hundred hours in, much like yeah. the first one. So I, I don't think it's right that every game there should be an expectation that DL expectation that DLC is a given. 
Um, mm. I think he's just trying to manage expectations by saying this. And the, one of the questions I've got here on, on the dock is, if DLC even was on the cards, what more do you think Nintendo could do that they haven't done already in Tears of the Kingdom? Because Tears of the Kingdom is, spoiler alert, glorified DLC. It started out development that way. That's a bull. Yeah, just, really just because God. something uses a map like is horizon forbidden west glorified dlc i i think there's an argument even though that's a different map it's very similar it's a, it's, it's a sequel like it's it's not like this is a new it's only because you know i don't even know how to maybe but maybe calling tears the kingdom dlc a glorified dlc is a bit extreme but what i mean by that is the comparisons are obvious and I could count on like two hands the amount of times me and Nathan in the run-up to that game's launch we were like right that looks like this place uh yeah. shrines are back like do you know what I mean I feel like Breath of the Wild was such a series evolution that all I want from Nintendo now is to do that again with Zelda uh, Jasmine saying glorified DLC but you rated it five stars <laughs> I did I did I rated it five stars because I can acknowledge how great the game is even though I don't love it as much as most people. Zelda isn't my game of the year. Spoiler alert. It might be loads of people's games of the year. Starfield might be Nathan's game of the year. I know what Scott's game of the year is. And you're oh, both I'm wrong. Playing. It's Street Fighter 6. <laughs> but Nathan, are you... As someone, tower, but... Have you started Tears of the Kingdom proper yet? Like, no, so, so that's what... So I wanted to... I wanted to finish... What, what Elden Ring. Yes. I wanted to finish Elden Ring before I jumped into it. And then I was so close to Starfield that I was just like, oh, how do I even do it? So it'd just be one of those. Now I haven't got my, um, now the Steam Deck isn't in my possession. Um, <laughs> the only handheld device I've got is my Switch. So there might be there might be an overlap with Starfield and, and Tears of the Kingdom. I, I am excited to get into it. Um, but I, I'm... I'm feeling the same as you even before I go into it. Because if I jump into it and spend 50 hours in it, that means I've spent two games playing pretty much the same world. Exploring and the same world, yeah. Yeah, it, pretty much the same world, right? Um, so, yeah, uh, we, we need something. We need something. I would rather they can it off completely and focus on a Switch 2 version. And a completely yes. new one, and and focus all of their energies on that, rather than potentially delaying that for a DLC for this. That that that's I'm happy about that. If that's what I want, is what Mahin suggested in the chat. I actually miss the linear Zeldas, so hopefully we'll see mm. a return to that. They Nintendo yeah. have already come out and stated that is not the case. This is Zelda going forward. Moving it is forward, open world yeah. in this they way, should... which kills me. Go on, Scott. They should get the team who did the the Link's Awakening remake to make another two D Zelda. I think an original one. Is that yeah? That remake was very good, and the last two D one they did was like fantastic. Link Between Worlds, is that right? Oh, on the three DS, what game? That's what a fantastic game. game. They should make another one of those. Um, yeah. But what about the Ocarina of Time style game where it is th like Skyward Sword and you know Twilight Princess? But by the time Skyward Sword. I think our Putin of Time is the sweet spot in open world, personally. But Scott, sorry. By the time Skyward Sword came out, everyone was like, oh, they've made you know six of these. Nintendo makes the same games. New Super Mario Brothers 4 at this point. Um, you know, so I, get, I guess my question is, if they made Tears of the Kingdom, but it wasn't the same map, would you still be complaining about this style of thing? 
I just like I hate that this is what Zelda's become. I would have rather them make an original series, an original IP, and that at like yeah. get, like say I guess say in an alternate universe, let's say Genshin Impact came out and there was no Breath of the Wild, like a little bit like that, if you know what I'm saying, or Immortals Phoenix Rising, like I just cause, yeah. There's a space for it. I'll say like there is a space for that old Zelda, and whether they make they decide to make like. Because, I mean, after um, Ocarina of Time, there was the Game Boy games, and that was it until, like, the two worlds. Mm. I mean, I guess the DS ones were a bit of a weird in-between. But but there's nothing stopping them from being like, oh, yeah, here's Zelda, I don't know, something Twilight based Princess on, like, too. Ocarina of Time. Or they bring back, like, Star Tropics, and that's just Zelda but, from now But there on. is something stopping them, Scott, and that's public perception because like, yeah. these two games are sold like gangbusters. And when people see The Legend of Zelda on a box, that this is the game they're going to expect now, unless you split that into the three-pronged Zelda, the linear Ocarina of Time style, the 2D, top-down, and then uh, the Breath of the Wild. I just think having three different skews of the yeah. same franchise is a bit much. You said that, but like the Skyward Sword remake did gangbusters. I'm pretty sure that did better than the Wii version. Sure. Well, yeah, but as good as Breath of the Wild, though, and Tears of the Kingdom. No, no but also it is a remake, so yeah. there is a market of however many Wii owners that then. I don't it. mind if it's like that again. Is that Same. is that controversial? Yeah, no, as in I don't mind if it's a completely open world Zelda. I, I oh, enjoyed right. it. Um, I mean, there, there's, there's obviously a middle ground. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a. Uh, Queen of Time isn't an open world, but you know what I mean? Like, there is a place for a more classically designed Zelda that still retains, like, open world tricks. But I think what makes Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom such a good open world as compared to, like, Assassin's Creed or any number of open worlds is that that, like, it's just, like, open, which sounds ridiculous, but so many open worlds are, like, like, Rockstar, as much as they're actual worlds are good their mission design is go here shoot this guy if you dare walk like five feet off the path mission failed restart it you know so can if there's a way to keep that old zelda like go to these eight dungeons and get these eight keys and get these powers that will help you for each dungeon while also keeping how good the open worlds are then that's like the perfect solution but Well, speaking of Nintendo franchises, that That's terrible. That was is horrible. keeping it old school. You know, it was a good Switch game that never got DLC. Super Mario Odyssey. There you go. Oh, that, which has got okay, okay. I'll give you that maybe. But then, viewers, eight minutes to discuss an entire topic. Can we do it? I don't know. But obviously, last yeah. week, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. It was the subject of a dedicated Treehouse live stream. We got to see about fifteen minutes of this game, which looks absolutely mad. Um. I had to catch up with it because obviously I was at Gamescom. Uh, the game may or may not have been at Gamescom. Not that any of us on this podcast got to see it. Um, me and Scott have some words to, to say about that. But obviously the gameplay shown, it showed off the new Flower Kingdom. Uh, six distinct worlds, including levels like Pipe Rock Plateau and Fluff Puff Peaks, which are tongue twisters in themselves. Um, and then obviously there's roamable overworld sections now, talking flowers that offer hints. Um, and then playable characters that the direct dived into but the main feature i think is this new is it wonder ability scott where you can transform levels by collecting a certain object 
Yeah, there you go. Can we get the volume slow down slightly on that, Nathan? It's a bit. It's not quite touch fuzzy. Get dizzy from Yoshi's Island, but it's a similar mm. thing where you touch it and then the world changes. Like plants, uh, pipes will start moving and stuff like that. That seems to be the big mechanic for this one, which is interesting enough. I think it does stuff as well where you're like transform into a big spiked ball and stuff like that, and Bowser can transform into a castle this time. Yeah, would it be yeah. fair, Scott, to say that this is your most anticipated game of the year? So I was gonna say, <laughs> I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of 2D Mario. Funnily enough, I'd much prefer the 3D ones. But that being said, this is gonna be the best game of October. Like it looks, fin like it just looks. After however many new Super Mario Brothers games, yeah, like what there was four. They were all very similar. This looks exactly what like a 2D Mario needs to be. Like this is the first kind of evolution in it in years. It's about to go into not even the wonder powers, not even the power-ups. That's all fine. That's all cool. The thing that got me is this like badge system they've added. Mm, yeah. Which um and the first like there with Luigi, like how he's holding his cap like that. It's like a perk system almost where you can like equip specific things so you can do like your hat turns into a float like Peach and Super Mario 2 or you can do the Super Mario 2 charge jump or there's a grappling hook which is like the best game mechanic in any game if any game has a Every grappling hook better with it's a grappling hook. good. 100%. Um, That's why Bionic Commando for the PS3 is the best game of all time. Go on. Awkward of time. Let's let's scrap this entire <laughs> podcast. I could talk another hour about how good Bionic Commando for the PS3 is. That's a classic. Um, so so yeah, yeah, there's a lot of new stuff going on here. But I also want to touch. Obviously, we got a closer look at the elephant form, which mm. you can. We found out we can blow water, run across gaps, you can swing tr tr the trunks to attack, and that it's not just Mario that can transform either, but everybody pretty much Daisy Peach, well, yeah. even Toad. Um, yeah. I feel like they're trying to make this as as newcomer friendly uh, as possible as well because yoshi and is it nabbit they're basically yeah. you can't die when you play as them we're seeing the elephant uh uh power up but here like, this... even... sorry you go ahead Did no i was just gonna say, say the same thing the elephant is probably the biggest uh power up change i've seen since the tanuki suit from 3d world 3d land i want to say Scott's yeah. nodding in agreement. I thought you were going to add more to that. <laughs> like, look at this. Just like even without mentioning any of the gameplay stuff, just look at it. Like look at those anime. Look at that Koopa, the way it was running there. It's look not blowing me away, how... I'll be honest. Like, oh, what? like even, the animation's like... great. The level design's going to be awesome, I'm sure. But like from a pure mm. like design perspective, that they find themselves in a trap where it's like, okay, we've done the 3D in a 2D space. Now what else do you do next? Oh, let's change up the art style. Let's and make I'm it sure look I'm... good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, the when, new Super when's Mario the last time, yeah, started on the when's DS, the didn't they? Because oh. I've, I've played those recently, and they are soulless. And like, Maybe that's I, it, I think I think they are good games, but they are soul like they are sterile, soulless two D games, which is kind of why I've not been as big of a fan as the two D games. But like, even like. The most like small like Mario's jump looks like ten times better. Just and that's like a jump, you know. Yeah. It shouldn't matter, so, but it just looks so good. So there are two more points I want to touch upon before we wrap wrap up the pod. Nathan, do you have anything? Are you particularly excited about Super Mario Brothers Wonder? What's your history with two D Mario games? Um, I'm not, I, I, not really. First, 
I'm going to be honest. Uh, I could take or leave it, to be honest. Not um, really touch fuzzy. This it's just lo- looks like a game that I played on my N64 to me. Like, I'm not going to be like... I don't know. Scott is absolutely. Sick. That's that's a that's a Matt level but, comment. Right no, no, there. no. But but I when you talk about like jumps and everything, I'm looking and going like, is it? Like but, so but this? Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna summarize. Like I, I'm just I might play. You're here it, for the lols. Take it or leave it. Yeah. You two yeah. carry on. But I think I think like Mahin's brings up a good point. I think Nintendo. He says I think Nintendo stick in their box so much. Even the slightest differences get us fans hyped. agree. 100%. Nintendo are doing the slightest thing new. Oh, wow. Let's give them like, you know, applause for it. But having said that, Scott, one thing we haven't touched upon is the online element of this game. uh, Where you're going to be able to do. It is a strand game. You're going to be able, people are going to leave you messages in levels to provide hints. And then you're going to be able to do this thing called Elden Ring style. Yeah. Elden Ring style. Really? Yeah. That's that's what I've got in my notes here. And then you can rate people using like a heart system on how good their tips were. Again, we don't know how wild this game's going to get in terms of level design. I imagine it's going to be the case where you complete the six worlds and there's an all other six worlds that is when the actual game opens up, which is what Nintendo always do. Um, so yeah, overall, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Back to, but the Nintendo stick in their box thing. The, why would you make a? Uh, 2D Mario game that isn't a 2D Mario. Like, what what do we expect? At least it's not yeah. like PlayStation, where like every single one of their games are the same thing. At least like they keep the same thing within their own franchises. Uh, I disagree, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Don't know what that noise Mario was. in this one? Do we know? That is the last topic, really, isn't it? Because they're keeping it a secret. Not Charles Martinet. No, I no one Scott. we know the name of. It's not. It's not Mr. Pratt. Okay. Nah, why, why would they bother? Because he's going to come in and yeah. he's going to say wowie zowie and he's going to go Ooh! about four times. Yeah. And that's it done. And Chris Pratt yeah. would probably be like half the budget to do that. It's going to mm. be <laughs> some, it's going to be a voice actor who. It's going to be Troy I Baker. Think, who like 10 people will have heard of before now. Yeah. It's not going to be a Troy Baker. It's not going to be a Nolan North. It's going to be like someone, possibly even a new voice actor. And this Roger is Craig be, like, Smith. Her, He's done Sonic, now he's doing Mario. Come on. Just to answer your question, though, uh, on the discussion points, will I be buying the Mario Red OLED edition? No. Yes. <laughs> it, it looks nice, but why would I? Yeah, exactly. Because the, because the uh, OLED is an amazing console. But any, anyway, guys. Yeah, it's true. I didn't even get to make my one joke that I had planned earlier, which was when we were talking Ooh. about Starfield, I said... Guys, I played one of. I never thought one of the best games of the year would be an RPG that launched day one on Game Pass. But enough about Sea of Stars, anyway. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah. Enough about um, Lies of P. Not out yet. <laughs> that, we don't know. Yeah, not out. Yeah. But anyway, guys, Nathan, Scott, this has been a wild roller coaster of an episode, I have to say. Uh, I think we've just about managed to stay on the rails. I want to thank everybody in the YouTube comments uh, for being part of the conversation. I, I, I like to do this whenever I can. I like to shout out everyone. So Maheen, Jasmine, Adam L, Laura, Scott McRae. You can be in two places at once, apparently. And I think that's everybody. Thank you for joining us. Uh, JD Incinerator, of course. Uh, how could I forget? Um, don't be... Uh, don't forget to join us next week for next week's Mirror Gaming Walkthrough. It's every Wednesday at 4 p.m. We'll be here to discuss the latest gaming news gossip. But anyway, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now. Bye.
And Scott loves Skyrim. You heard it here. <laughs> I love Mario. Bye. <laughs> I love Macho Man Randy Savage mods. There we go. <laughs>